Hey, it's your girl, Ashley Gray, coming to you with another episode of Girl Code 101. And this is part three of my series called Growing Through Grief. Stay tuned. Hey, it's your girl, Ashley Gray, creator and host of the Girl Code 101 podcast. And I'm here to tell you that you can listen to Girl Code 101 all the time and not just on Sundays when a new episode is released. Go to www.girlcode101. All of the episodes are there from the very first one up until the most recent one. There are also opportunities to advertise with me as well as be a guest on my show. Yes, I'm doing that. Go to www.girlcode101.com as well as following this podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, The Works, all under girlcode101.com. So that way you can stay connected. Again, www.girlcode101.com. Welcome back to another episode of Girl Code 101. If this is your first time listening, welcome. You have picked an awesome time to get Girl Code 101 in your ears. I'm in part three of this series, so please go back and listen to the other two parts. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for the love and thank you for sticking around. And if you didn't hear the first two parts, go back and listen to them because I have been just like, head first diving head first into this series of growing through grief um and just having to really take my own advice when it comes to the different feelings that I've been feeling with the grief of losing my mom um all this week I had just kind of been like in a eh kind of feeling it's the only way I can describe it, just kind of like eh um I haven't really been sleeping much but um, I, you know, just still been getting up, going to work, doing my thing, you know what I'm saying? But just kind of in just like a, a bleh kind of feeling. And Saturday, I slept for hours. And I know sometimes people will say like, you know, you always got to be doing something. You need to be doing something. You can't just be having a lazy day. I'm telling you, lazy days are 100% okay. You know what I'm saying? People call them like, as soon as you hear lazy days, you're like, oh, doing nothing productive or whatever. But I like to call them self-care days because sometimes, especially like me, when you're just ripping and running and your brain is going 50 miles a minute, you know what I'm saying? It's super helpful to just have a day where you're like, okay, I'm just going to get rest. It was unintentional, I got to say, <laughs> but it was very much so needed and I did feel better after. So... Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And I'm just kind of saying that to say grief does not have a timeline of when it wants to be over. You can have a whole bunch of good days and then have like one bad day. Or you can have like a whole bunch of bad days and have, you know, one good day. And then, you know what I'm saying, you think you're on this path to like full recovery. And then something brings something else up and you're just like, wow, I'm, I'm back here again. So I'm saying that to say grief does not have a timeline and I'm telling you to pace yourself and give yourself grace wherever you are in the grief process. Just give yourself grace. It's super important. But so the first week of this series, I spoke about shock. And this is the initial reaction to whatever your grief or loss was. 
And then the following week, I turned around and spoke about how after you had that shock, you, you just cannot believe that it really happened. So then you go into like this stage of denial. And with denial, you know what I'm saying, you're just refusing to accept it, whether you're unconsciously refusing to accept it or you're consciously refusing to accept it. You got to go back and listen to it. But this week, I'm talking about anger. This is usually the third step in the seven stages of grief. And anger is pretty much a strong feeling of annoyance or displeasure. And it is one of those feelings that happens for many different reasons. Many different reasons a person can experience grief. They could be experiencing the, the, the anger from feeling like they've been abandoned, especially if there's something that they've lost. You know what I'm saying? They, they may feel a, a sense of abandonment. They may feel anger being in a new, uncomfortable situation. You know, not only is it new, but now it's uncomfortable. Um, you know, sometimes people can feel anger when things change. If you're a person that change is not your thing, you know what I'm saying? Anger can definitely surface with new changes. And, you know, anger can also come around when you're feeling like you have to move on. And, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's the hard part. I think that's the hardest thing for me is just like, I have the anger sometimes of just, I have to move on without my mom. Like she was a part of my everyday life and I have to move on and I have to um, figure out what my new normal is. And that's frustrating because it's like, well, what is my new, what is my new normal? What, what does Ashley want to do? What does Ashley like to do? What does Ashley need to do to fill in the spots where it was Ashley and mom? So that sometimes could be very, very frustrating and un, and overwhelming um, a lot of the time. But I do want to pause and talk about my opinion on this part. A lot of times people will say, oh, don't be angry at, you know what I'm saying, so-and-so or don't be angry at God or don't be angry at the situation. Basically, the situation that transpired that led up to the grief and the loss that you feel. Um, I am a firm believer that anger is just as important to feel as sadness is. Because if you notice, people will say, you know, it's okay to feel sad, you know, cry it out, have your feelings. But when it comes to anger, people kind of want to scurry away from that. Um, because being honest, when you've ever experienced somebody that is angry, it is an uncomfortable feeling. It, it puts you in a position of, oh, I can comfort sadness, but I don't really know how to comfort someone who's angry. And so it just kind of gives this idea of when a person is angry, you know, saying, well, let's try to calm them down so they don't. So it almost doesn't make us feel uncomfortable. Let's calm their anger down. So we're so we're not uncomfortable. But what I'm saying as a person who who's been experiencing grief, who have, who's been experiencing anger, what I'm saying is it is so important to feel anger just as well as you feel sadness because what ends up happening is if you have anger that you have not allowed yourself to fully deal with then it becomes rage and I think a lot of times people are afraid of that they're more afraid of oh if this person is angry you know what I'm saying then they become they can become enraged and all enraged is is anger that did not have the safe space to be processed um I work with girls I work with kids you know girls teenagers um you will rarely ever hear me say don't be mad 
or you know something something of that nature because i understand that there are things that can make a make a person upset there are things that can make a person annoyed or um or a little hostile or whatever the case may be so my thing is always i've just kind of been like okay well feel that anger whatever it is you know what i'm saying feel that at whatever capacity that you need to in in the safety you know especially with the girls in in the safety of which i can help you with and then after you felt it you know what i'm saying then we can begin the process of having a solution but i'm telling you like i said i don't have kids personally but the kids that i work with but i know like any parent who had you know any parent who's dealt with their kids it is so difficult to get on the other side of trying to solve something that they're dealing with when they're upset. And this is not just kids. This is this is adults too. Like me, I I have a very hard time <laughs> trying to get things solved when I'm upset, when I'm angry. You know what I'm saying? So it's important that, especially in grief and loss, that whatever anger you're feeling, that you are allowing yourself to feel it, you're allowing yourself to process it. Because once you're able to process it, then you're able to begin the, the, the road to recovering through grief and loss. I saw this Facebook post and it was like, you can't see your reflection in a lake that has already been disturbed whether it's by you know ripples or you know maybe somebody threw a pedal in the water a pebble in the water and you know the 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 waves are rumbling you can't see your reflection clearly but as soon as the water settles then you're able to see yourself clearly saying that to say when you're angry when the the waves are doing this thing and the and the water stirred up and stuff you can't see clearly you can't make clear you know, logical decisions. You can't do that while, you know what I'm saying, while you're angry. So it's important to allow yourself to go through that process of whatever that anger is, allowing allowing yourself to feel it and go through it so it can clear, so you can move on. So that is my spill as far as like um, anger goes. So saying that to say about this is gonna help like, further on talking about the topic of anger and where my you know where I could kind of give like perspective on it um when it came to my mom I was very angry because if you knew like if you knew the whole process as far as how um things led up to when she passed like we thought we were in the clear like we thought finally she was you know saying she was she had got out of the hospital and they had put her in a rehab facility to, you know, basically get her back walking again and stuff like that. So, you know, say anytime you get out of the hospital, you know, what I'm saying you think, OK, we're on the other side of it. So when she got out of the hospital and then she went to the rehab facility and we were seeing her and she was laughing and talking, you know, what I'm saying and um, the nurses and the physical therapy therapist people were saying like you know she's we're gonna have her back up walking and stuff like that so you you, you know you know say you begin to get hope and so the the night I spoke to her and then not too long after that get a phone call that she had a seizure and they had to rush to the hospital and then I get a call from the hospital and then, you know, I remember asking, they were, you know, I, I knew the, the the nurse who was actually um, working on my mom. Um, and I just remember asking her, she was telling me like all of these different things. Like, you know, she really, um, she coded on the, on the ambulance on the way to the hospital and they can't keep, you know, they can't keep her heart rate, you know, at a certain, at a certain place. And I just remember hearing all this and I was just like, 
is she dying? And I remember clear over the phone, she was just like, you, you, you just need to get here. And so I just remember thinking, how did we go from out of the hospital to the rehab facility for recovery to you just need to get here? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, so then it became a thing of like, okay, we were there. It was like, I want to say maybe like 11 or 12-ish around that time um, at night. And we're here and we go into the room and she's intubated. And you know what I'm saying? And they're working on it. Everybody's moving fast. People are going in and out of the room. And it's just kind of like, what, like you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a lot to take in. It's like, what is going on? You know what I'm saying? And I just keep saying in my mind, like, I just, like, I just talked to her. You know what I'm saying? And so it was like, it was that Monday. And then that Tuesday morning, she died. And it was just kind of like, I was so angry. I'm not going to say was, um, because that would be past tense. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm angry about that because I thought we were, I thought we were over it. You know what I'm saying? I thought we were in the clear with her. And that that was very difficult for me. That whole process was very difficult for me up until she died. You know, of course, that day it was the shock of it all. And then just the denial. I just keep telling I had to keep saying like she died. She died today. Like she she died an hour ago. Like it was it was so crazy. Like I was trying so hard to like ground myself in the reality that this happened. Like I was keeping up with from the time she died up until like 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 the hours like she died three hours ago like she she really died like an hour and 15 minutes like she you know what I'm saying like I just I needed it to like go into my brain <laughs> I needed it to go into my brain and process as reality but it was so difficult because I could not believe it um I was so angry and this is just super being like being transparent. I feel like there's at some point like people, whether they say it or not, we've all, you know, been there. I had my time where I was so angry. I was so angry at God. I was so, I mean, like I was so angry because I was just kind of like, why? Like why bring her out of the hospital to what we thought was recovery and her on the process of healing and beating the odds only for her to die. I was so angry. I remember one morning I was listening to um, a song um, called uh, He's Able. You know the song? Yeah. You know, it's like God is able to do just what he said he would do. Um, and I remember I was listening to a getting dressed for work and I remember I turned it off because I was so angry. And I remember saying like, if you were able to do it, why didn't you? Like, I was I was so angry. And it was anger that I did not allow myself to process. Um, it was just anger that I had just allowed to just kind of sit there. Because I was just like, I'm not dealing with this. You know what I'm saying? And I think sometimes that's what we do. We're just like, you know what? I don't have the capacity to deal with this. So I'm going to just leave it alone. And in some cases, that's fine. But you got to come back to it. You have to come back to it because if not, like I said, anger, that like that, like I said, rage is really just anger that had never been dealt with. And so, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you can't deal with it right, right at that moment. Sometimes it's like, yeah, this is too much. I got too many different 
emotions you know going on right now or this is just a lot for me I can't deal with this right now hear the keyword right now but you have to come back to it you have to go back and process that anger because if not then it becomes rage or then it becomes resentment and then that's not what that's not what you want so you know what I'm saying I feel like I deal with the anger in portions I feel like I'm I'm processing it now in portions rather than, you know, saying I feel anger at, at this particular event right now. I'm like, well, let me take this event. You know what I'm saying? Let me break it up in some pieces and process it in some pieces and and, you know, what I'm saying and then go on from there. However, you really need to do it is, you know, what I'm saying is is pretty much what you need to do. But, yeah, I, I felt that anger and I don't know what your grief and loss is but what I'm saying is your anger is definitely something that needs to be processed it's okay that you feel the anger that's first but it's definitely something that needs to be processed and not just swallowed down because anger that's swallowed down doesn't disappear you know what I'm saying it doesn't go away it doesn't um, lighten up just because you, you know, internalized it. You're basically starting, you know what I'm saying? Almost like a volcano ex- eruption in yourself by allowing yourself just to swallow it down and not talk about it or deal with it or, you know, whatever the case may be. So when I come back, I'm going to give you some tips as far as to how to help you deal with anger and process it. Um, I'm not, I say it all the time, I'm not a licensed therapist or psychologist or psychiatrist. I'm only giving you what has been working for me. And when I say that, it's still trial and error for me. But through my trial and error, you know what I'm saying, I have found some things that have come out to be um, very useful and very much so needed. And I'm going to share them with you. So stay with me. I'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So previously, I spoke about anger. And anger is pretty much just a strong feeling of annoyance, um, displeasure, or hostility. And in the grief process, a lot of times anger can surface because of many different things. Okay. Sometimes anger can surface from abandonment, um, being in a new uncomfortable situation, having to change things, or just from having to move on. Okay. So if you're a person that you may not like change, or you don't like to feel, you know what I'm saying, uncomfortable, or you don't like to feel abandoned, or you don't like the process of having to move on without that person or that thing. Anger may be something that can definitely surface, but it's important to make sure that you are allowing yourself to feel and process your anger, because if not, it turns out to become enragement or resentment. And I think a lot of people have experienced enragement or um, resentment, and that's why some people kind of scurry away from anger. But anger, like I said, is only just been if you don't resolve it if you don't process it it just turns into rage and and resentment so just like sadness it is important to make sure that those things are being processed too because remember swallowing 
your anger doesn't make it disappear, okay? But here are four tips that have been working for me when it comes to dealing with my anger when it comes to the loss of my mom. So number one, I've been allowing myself to feel it. Um, I loved so much. I had read um, this quote from Beyonce and she was talking about how anytime like she's experienced like, you know, loss or anger or whatever the case may be, she gives herself like a time frame. I think it was like uh, 24 to 72 hours, I think, to allow herself to feel that emotion at full capacity. Like not holding anything back, but allowing herself to feel it in a safe space. And then after she's allowed herself that given time to feel it, then she begins the process of moving on. And I love that so much because it's just like we don't give ourselves the space to feel our emotions um, with almost kind of in a way without feeling ashamed. Like a lot of times we're like, well, why do you feel angry? You know what I'm saying? Like. I want to be able to have a space where I can feel my anger in a way that is helpful for me so I can feel it and so I can move on. So number one, allow yourself to feel it, whatever your safe space is. Maybe it's your house. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's in a random room. Maybe it's in your car, wherever you have your, you feel like is a safe space for you to be able to express those feelings of anger allow yourself to feel it. And sometimes that space could even be a person. You know what I'm saying? Um, it doesn't always necessarily have to be a room, but it could be a person that, you know what I'm saying? You feel safe to have those hard conversations with. I have a friend and we, we talk about, you know, our moms sometimes because both of our moms passed away. But what I love so much is we always, before we like spill it all, we always ask each other like, hey, are you available to, you know what I'm saying? Handle this. Not available, like saying, hey, can I call real quick? But like, no, like, are you emotionally available um, to have this conversation? And like I said, it's important because sometimes we we just feel like, you know, we got our besties and people we talk to, we just go, we just spill it all. And we don't know if that person is, you know what I'm saying, emot- emotionally or mentally available. So it's always good to know for, to know like, hey, can I... Can I just kind of drop this on you real quick? I'm feeling this heavy. And if, you know, if they're open and receptive to it, allow yourself to be in that moment where you're allowing yourself to feel um, that anger at the full capacity. So number one, make sure that you are allowing yourself space and time to feel that anger. Okay. Number two, support is essential. Of course, in all of the stages of grief, support is important. But when it, when it's, anger it is essential to have support I have had times where I have allowed myself to feel that anger and the weight of it and then sometimes I gotta text I usually have to text somebody be like hey can we talk or you know what I'm saying and then when I call like if I call some call somebody sometimes it's not even to talk about what I just experienced sometimes I just call because I know certain people are gonna you know talk about something different or they're gonna make me laugh or you know what I'm saying or we could joke around or you know whatever it it's it's support you know what I'm saying sometimes support looks like one person sometimes it looks like a group of people you know what I'm saying sometimes support really is just like your journal 
you writing or praying or whatever you need to do, whatever you, whatever constitute as healthy support, use that support. Okay. Anger is a very heavy, heavy emotion. And sometimes anger carries other emotions right behind it. So it's really important that you have some type of a support system set up for whenever you are experiencing anger or when you're trying to process it or whatever the case may be. So support is essential. Okay. Number three, talking. Some people don't like to talk. <laughs> um, some people are just kind of like, yeah, I don't feel comfortable, you know, saying sharing this or talking about this or whatever the case may be. It always goes back to making sure that you know who you can and cannot talk to. OK, um, I've been in therapy. Um, one of the most amazing things that I thought was so great about therapy was the fact of I saw this illusion. Um, I saw this post and it had like this um, kind of like this demonstration illusion kind of thingy of how therapy helps people. So it showed like three balls of yarn. And then they were just all like mixed up into this really big, just clumped cloud of different colors of yarn. And so then you had like, you know, what I'm saying the patient and you had the therapist, they were sitting and talking. And then you had the bubble where the bubble had the patient where the patient was, the bubble was all the mixed up colors of yarn. And as she's talking to the therapist, the therapist is helping her sort the different colors of yarn back into the ball that they originally came in and just basically taking all of that clutter and breaking it down into ways that it could be easier to process. So whether that's a therapist, whether that's a close friend, whether that's a pastor that you trust, whether it, what, whoever it is, but talking it through talking through the emotion that you're feeling, talking through, you know what I'm saying? Well, how do you feel right now? Well, right now I just, I just feel all of this, this anger because X, Y, Z. Okay. Well, let's figure out a way to work on the, because I feel this anger because let's work on that part. Okay. Because the reality is the grief and the loss that's already happened. We are going to feel that whatever it is for an extended period of time we can't do anything about the loss my mom is not coming back okay but what I can do now is talk about the feelings that are attached to losing her so I know maybe like talking is not for everybody um when I work with the girls if I have a girl who's just not wanting to like verbally talk um, I always keep a notepad like in my fanny pack. Yes, I still carry a fanny pack. Don't be a hater. Yes, I do. But um, yeah, so I keep like a small notebook in my fanny pack. And literally I pull it out and I pull a pen out and I say, well, can you write or draw for me what you're feeling? And you'd be so amazed at how easy, easier it is to write it out or draw it. And that's that's another alternative because everybody's not going to be a talker. Everybody's not going to be like, whoo, girl, I'm so glad you asked me what was wrong. This is what's wrong. A, B, C, D, you know, all the way down the line. That's not everybody's thing. But if you're able to draw it out 
if you're able to write it out, I always recommend journaling to my teens. Um, I have a lot of teens who are artists and they draw what they're feeling, whatever, whatever you need. When I say talk, 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 that, that could be talking in your art. That could be talking in journaling. That could be verbally talking. That could be talking in art, painting, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But allow those expressions to allow that anger to be expressed in some type of way where it's not still in you and, and still consuming you. So some type of communication um, to get that out is super important. And number four, safety first. Um, this is very important because sometimes when it comes to anger, and that's why I say know yourself, what, how much you're able to process of anger and how much you need to kind of table for another time. Because if you are a person, because this is me, I'm a person where I need to kind of break it up into parts and process it. I can't process it all at once because I know if I was to process it all at once, I know that the the weight of it will kind of take me to the dark and twisty place, which is basically like just feeling like down and depressed and just, uh, you know. So if you know that that's you, please do not try to take on this full amount of anger and processing it by yourself. And the reason why I say safety first is because sometimes it can be overwhelming and it can be too much and um, people will end up hurting themselves because it's too much. The anger is, is too much. Like I said, anger is just as a powerful emotion as sadness. So, you know what I'm saying? We have to make sure that we are processing it in a way that keeps us safe. You know what I'm saying? So... Whether you got to process it with someone or, and when I say with someone, they don't have to be in the room, you know what I'm saying? It could just be, you know, maybe you need to process your anger, um, at your, at your friend's house that you trust and that they, um, they want you to be there and they want you to process it while they're there. That's a good, that's good too. Just safety. So you don't. If you feel like, okay, maybe this isn't a good idea for me to be by myself. And that's a, that's really, uh, you learning, learning yourself. If you feel like, yeah, I should not be processing this by myself because I know me then safety first, you know what I'm saying? Get to a place around, you know, people that you trust or a person that you trust where you can allow yourself to feel that in a safe setting. So there are no, um, things that come up that could possibly put you in danger okay so just reviewing so four tips that I've had that have helped me when it comes to anger number one allow yourself to feel it um whether that is in portions whether that is it all at once you know you you know your limits and you know what you're able to do but overall by all means allow yourself to feel and process that anger do not swallow it down because it does not disappear okay number two Support is essential. Anger is a very heavy emotion. Um, and it's really important to be able to have a person or persons um, that you can talk that whole process through. Or sometimes, y'all, I, I think it's crazy because like sometimes when it comes to when I say other people, sometimes just being present 
if you're if you're listening to if you're listening to this series as someone who has not experienced grief and loss uh recently or yet um and you're being like a support system for somebody um sometimes it's just being there you don't have to say anything you don't have to say a lot um just your presence being there is enough you know what I'm saying just being in the room or being on the outside of the door I kid you not I've been on the outside of the door before you know um just being there is support so don't feel like you have to say something all the time just being there is enough but remember support is essential number three I put talk 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 um and when I say talk 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 can be verbal it could be drawing it could be journaling it could be painting whatever any way to allow that anger to just kind of almost kind of like come out of the pores or something I don't know just allowing yourself to have that moment of just doing whatever you need to do to get it out and number four safety first if um you feel like this anger that you're feeling is too heavy and you don't know what you would do or what would transpire through the process of you releasing this anger it is okay to either break it up in parts or you know saying get around some people that you know saying can rally around you and lift you up and you know help you through that and help you go through whatever it is that you need to go through but if you feel like there's a chance we're just being real there's a chance that you may hurt yourself or you may go into a deep deep like going down the rabbit hole please safety first please go and get in a place a safe place where you're able to process this anger y'all this series is um it's really um (laughs) it's really taking a lot you know to talk about uh, talk about these different topics um especially because this this grief is for me is not something that I dealt with a year or two ago. Like this is current. So I'm talking about these different stages currently, but it has really been helping me. And I know that has been helping others too. So please make sure that you are sharing these episodes, that you are having those conversations with people. If you know people that have experienced grief and loss currently, or maybe you're just wanting to be a support system for them, Please make sure that you're listening and that you're taking these all in and that, you know, I'm saying that you are learning what it is that you can do for people that are close to you and that you love. So make sure that you tune in next week for part four of this series called Growing Through Grief. Share make sure that you tune in um you can always go back and listen to any of the episodes that have already been released just go to www.girlcode101.com and you just click the listen button and it has all of the different platforms where this podcast um is playable on and you just play what's best for you have a great week i will see you next week for part four